Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Ed Birdsall, Jake Simone on the docket today. We're looking at some ADP, some live ADP, looking over some of the things that might be a little surprising, what, what things that we think may change, things that are not going to last for all the wrong reasons. And of course, before we get to anything else revolving around the ADP, kind of revolving, you know, one quick question too, but of course the news breaking on Thursday that Deshaun Watson suspended 11 games and fined $5 million. We will be talking more about that in just a little bit. But first, Jake, say hello to the people. Hi, people, especially you, Portland. <sighs> Fantasy mailbag week one is just it's around the corner. Right around the corner. Can't it's wait. Around the corner. And dude, and dude, I hate to break it to you, but a month from today, it's week two. It's week two. Sunday week two. Not, it's not just Sunday week two. It's preparation for week three fantasy mailbag. Of course. Of course, because Portland, you, you already know, Portland, they're doing their preparation for week 13 mailbag right now. Yeah. So we're behind the eight ball. We got to get in line with Portland. Beautiful Couldn't place with beautiful more. people. We love Portland. So the one quick question slash breaking news bit. Uh, Jake, this question is from Ed. Uh, where is Ed from? Uh, he is from Melville, New York. Beautiful, beautiful place. Not Portland, Oregon, but not but Portland, cl- Oregon, but close yeah. enough. Close enough. So it is close enough. Ed asks, with the, the Deshaun Watson suspension, what are we doing with the Cleveland Browns fantasy assets? So your Nick Chubbs, your Kareem Hunts, your Amari Cooper, your David and Joker. Okay, so let's go spot by spot real quickly. Nick Chubb, okay, I'm interested at the current ADP. I think he's fine there. A little underwhelming for me. Um, he's fine. Is, he's, is boring. That, he's boring. He's fine. You draft him and, okay, he's he brings stability. Yes. Brings stability. Uh, Kareem Hunt, also fine, especially at the current ADP. Not necessarily, The ceiling isn't necessarily the biggest with Kareem Hunt right now. I think he is the one that kind of takes a tick down between him and Nick Chubb from Deshaun Watson to Jacoby Brissett. I think if Jimmy Garoppolo goes there, I think I might change my mind about, about all these guys, but just assuming Brissett's the guy for 11 games. Uh, Hunt, he's also fine where he is. I would still draft him comfortably. I'm not avoiding Kareem Hunt in any of my fantasy drafts. Then we get to the pass catchers. Amari Cooper, I, you said it the best when we were talking about this briefly today. See you next year. He will not have a place on any of my rosters, along with David and Joku, who would have been a sneaky little sleeper. Perhaps a nice little waiver ad late in the season as we get to playoff time. But for the time being, no, not interested. So that, that's where I stand with the Cleveland Browns at this current moment in time. So where do you have Amari Cooper in your rankings? Oh, God, I didn't have the rankings. <laughs> oh, no, you're okay. You're okay. Um, Please. I had him far. Yeah, I have, I have him at 28. In my positionals. Uh, okay, so I have him. I didn't get to expand upon my overalls. I didn't get to him yet. But in terms of my positionals, Amari Cooper is currently my wide receiver 29. All right, so we're basically in the same ballpark. Yeah. In the same, same ballpark. ballpark. I'm considering moving uh, Hollywood Brown over him, and I'm also considering moving Amon Ross St. Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster over him. I'm not there. With Elijah Moore, Adam Thielen, or Gabe Davis, I'm not there yet. So he could he could be realistically outside my top thirty. I have every single one of those guys ranked ahead of him, 
besides Juju Smith-Schuster, who I think I will move him up to, and also Gabe Davis. You know I'm not a Gabe Davis guy. Yeah, I know you're not a Gabe Davis guy. It's it, it's not a situation really that I want to go and, and invest in. And, you know, I, I will say initially, uh, first reaction, I said I'm I'm completely out on Kareem Hunt. But then the more I thought about it and I said, you know what? If it is going to be Jacoby Brissett, or maybe they do make a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, not looking likely, but let's just say in some hypothetical universe, they're probably going to utilize checking down to the running backs quite often until, you know, Brissett, you know, gets comfortable. But even then, I still think he'll be utilizing those pass catching running backs. Maybe not Chubb, because, you know, Chubb is going to be a 25 catch guy tops, but. Maybe you get a, a nice little PPR boost out of out of Kareem Hunt. I have to update all of the uh, all of the projections for the Browns. I haven't done it yet. Um, that'll be a weekend project. Just going into the spreadsheet and making those adjustments. But you yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. in I'm in the same boat with you, Jake. I want to see where the ADP settles on 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 all these guys. Like I'm looking at Chubb at twenty at twenty fifth overall. Not bad. You know, it's it, it's fine. Again, we talk about Nick Chubb all the time. Very boring, very unexciting. But if you're looking for a running back that when he plays, he's going to be okay. And if he scores more the merrier, he's going to be fantastic when he scores. Then I guess that's kind of your guy. Uh, Amari Cooper's at 67 right now. I'm going to anticipate that takes a bit of a dip. And I want to see where exactly that dip is. Because I think if you're telling me that a receiver like Amari Cooper you could have him as the wide receiver one in his offense. Despite all the question marks now with this offense, you're telling me that he could be drafted maybe as your wide receiver four, if not a wide receiver five. I would have to think that maybe that's worth the opportunity to go and do. Agreed, but I think that's kind of what he is, though. That's what I would feel comfortable drafting him as a wide receiver for. I think a five is a little bit of wishful thinking. It depends on how you draft before that. That's true. Um, just a curiosity. Do you have Alan Lazard potentially moving up ahead of Amari Cooper? Uh, let me see where I have Lazard in my ranks. Um, No. Not quite there yet. Not quite there yet. He's, he's in the same group as uh, Gabe Davis, Devonta Smith, Hunter Renfro, Drake London, Christian Kirk, he he he's in that he's in that group. Okay, that like wide receiver thirty four to forty range. He he's in that group. I'm not ready to put Amari Cooper in that group yet, but I'm pretty damn close to it. Yeah, same here. All right, so we are going to go and move. Oh, well, wait, wait a minute. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you uh, one thing first. Let's actually talk about the Sean Watson. For let's just cover all the bases, shall we? In your redrafts, in your keeper, and in your dynasty. Say you have him in dynasty. What do you do with him? You keep him, obviously, in dynasty. Big rosters. If you're if you're a team that's looking to target Deshaun Watson, say there's a Deshaun Watson manager that is panicking about not having Deshaun Watson for, for 11 games, what would you offer? Very subjective question, I know. It's it's the worst possible time to trade for him, to be honest with you. I'm mean, not necessarily the worst, but you could have gotten him for a much better discount earlier. But yeah, I mean what I would offer, I would offer something along the lines of a wide receiver four 
with upside and perhaps maybe like a second round pick or like a RB three with upside, mm-hmm. maybe like a third round pick, nothing substantial, especially in what, if it's a super flex league, it's a whole different story, but super flex um, is completely different, but one, one quarterback, dynasty. One, one quarterback dynasty. I think that's the price currently for him right now. Uh, my, my, Sentiment exactly. I was literally going to say if you're a championship contending team and the only major hole in your roster is maybe you need a long term option at the quarterback position, I would probably be offering. Uh, if you think that you're say you're in a 12 team dynasty and you know your team is great and you're in a position where you could be picking back end of the first round, maybe you could decide, you know what, I'll offer up that first round pick, a wide receiver for an RB4, a flex level player. For Deshaun Watson to shore up your quarterback spot. I think that's fine. Are we even sure he's going to be that good when he comes back? That's that's also part of the problem. Are, are we positive? Like he hasn't played in two years. No, he hasn't played in two years. And in a preseason game, and he's allowed to play in the preseason, if I'm not mistaken, right? Correct. Yeah. He he made his debut in uh week one of the preseason. He did not yeah. look that good. No, he didn't look great. So uh yeah. And it's also, it's also, you know, I don't want to say, I I don't want to speculate anything with this situation because the situation is already very messed up in in a lot of different ways. But with the whole settlement, do you think Deshaun Watson was going to accept more than six games under the condition that he's back before he goes to Houston to play the Texans? That's the cynic in me because he comes nah, back. I think that's just a coincidence. He comes back. His first game back is against the Texans. It's, it is weird though, because it's usually an even number of games that players are suspended. It's never, it might mm-hmm. be a six game suspension originally docked down a game, but it's never right. like a five game, a seven game, a nine game. It's always four, six, eight, 10, 12, and so on. 11 is a weird number. I agree, but. You know what they say? There's no such thing as a coincidence. Sure, could bring could bring a lot more eyeballs to a team like the Houston Texans, which doesn't necessarily get a whole lot of eyeballs. <laughs> oh, that game is going to be must see television now. For I wouldn't more say nationally televised. More. I remember Adam said uh, that could be a, that could be flexed into Sunday night. I don't uh, know about no, all that. You. No, thank you. I don't even. I don't even know. Let's see. Let's see here. It's it's a regular one o'clock slate. Is it a regular game. one o'clock game? Regular one o'clock game. I thought maybe they could put that. Now, if anything, that's a classic Thursday night game. Yes, that that's a that's a Sunday one o'clock game. Yeah, it's a Sunday one o'clock game. It is not being flexed to Sunday night football. No, 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 no. Especially when you have the Cowboys on Sunday night football. Yeah, that we week. talked about this. It's not happening. No, no, not happening. Uh, uh-uh, uh, not a chance. Is Deshaun Watson a top ten play that week? I would say so, but oh, I would say so. <laughs> yes, yeah. I would. I would say so. I don't know if I'm going to rank him in my top 10 any more than outside of that week, but going back to Houston to play the Texans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say he's a top 10 play. Definitely one that I'll be playing in, uh, in DFS. That is for sure. Yeah. I can't wait to see his price. Woof. You and a that'll lot be... of other people. Yeah. That'll be, that could be an interesting little pivot too. Hmm. Anyway. All right, so let's go and look look at the ADP. We're only going to touch on the first round uh, picks one to twelve, uh, pretty briefly, just because you know what are you really going to say about the first round, uh, quite honestly. But then we're going to uh, go. I have a few we'll, comments. Yeah, we'll go pretty much till around 
uh, like 72nd ish overall. We'll read out we'll read out the guys that are in this range of of course if you want to follow along uh NFC as all the uh analysis that we are doing all drafts on Superflex and we are doing it uh from the from August 1st till today August 18th. So if you want to follow along go ahead you're more than welcome to do so. So uh, the first round of guys that we are going to be uh, discussing just briefly, you know, some surprises in, in in this first round range. You know, I'm not going to be spending too much time on it. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson at three, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Austin Eckler at six, Najee Harris, Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook, Stefan Diggs at 10, then Devontae Adams and DeAndre Swift rounding out the top 12. Jake, what stands out amongst that group? It is I like to be positive, but Jamar Chase at number five is absurd to be going over Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Especially when you when you consider as well that NFC ADP is all in half PPR. That makes me more interested in Derek Henry. Absolutely. And, and also Dalvin Cook at nine. Uh, yeah. In an offense that'll probably create more opportunities to catch the ball in. I agree. I don't know that I don't agree with this at all. Honestly, I think I'm fine with everything else. Like I'm fine with Justin Jefferson ahead of Cooper Cup. I'm fine with McCaffrey being at two. I could see it, but if I had to re-rank it real quick, I would have a Jonathan Taylor, McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Jefferson Cup. I think that would be my top five. I could tell you my top five and half. My top five and half is Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook. Wow. So you have Cook ahead of, I don't know if I would have Dalvin Cook ahead of, ahead Cooper of Justin Cup. and Cooper Cup is at six. Justin Jefferson is at seven. Yeah. I don't know. I think I would take the receivers ahead of that's fair. Those two guys. That's fair. That's fair. I wonder where the, so the consensus, the consensus also has Dalvin Cook at five. Cup at six and Jefferson at seven. Okay, but it's subjective, subjective, and I, I don't blame you for wanting to have the receivers um, over Cook. For me, the the big surprise here, honestly, is and I know you're not a huge fan of his. Um, ah, no, you know what? I, I think DeAndre Swift in half at twelve is fine. Um, for me, Justin Jefferson at three over the other running backs that. Like, I have no problem with Justin Jefferson going as the number one receiver. I have no yeah. problem with that. If someone were to take Jefferson as the number one receiver, I know, Jake, you're uh, thinking about doing that. I have no problem with it. But over the likes of Eckler, Henry, Cook. I, and even I, Najee. I don't know if I would take him over Najee. I think I would take Jefferson. Eh. Would I take Jefferson over Najee in half? I would take Jefferson, but that's really close. Yeah. Really I how, close. I think I would take Najee just of how scarce the running back position is. Probably. I think that's what, what would kind of be like the tiebreaker for me. Sure. Sure. And then you could, of, you could build your receiving core elsewhere. Yeah, that's that, that an acceptable answer. And just real quick, we move on. A lot of love for Stefan Diggs lately in fantasy. I love it. Yeah. I mean, people are I, – I just don't know if we're going to get like a wide receiver one – fantasy cheat code and digs like i think he's just very steady um That's... i think it depends on what on what you're looking for if you're looking for a receiver with immense upside wide receiver one upside digs is that 
Yeah, but I think people get very confused with him with that whole Monday night game against the Patriots where he exploded for the was it like 48 points or uh, something yeah, like that when he, when he won people fantasy championships. Yeah. I think people kind of fall in love with that performance a little too much when it comes to Diggs. Um, maybe I think it's more people are just so infatuated with having a piece of Buffalo. It's kind of, it's kind of like the Jamar chase syndrome now where you have Jamar chase being drafted at five. Everyone wants to have yeah. a piece of the Cincinnati offense. What would I rather have? Would I rather have Chase at five or Diggs at ten? I'd rather have Diggs at ten. I wouldn't take Diggs before twelve, just with how running backs are, man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be taking Diggs in in the first round. But do I like it? Like, if someone were to say, like, "Okay, I'll give you a great example." It, it, this is this is keeper league, so it's all subjective, and there's other moving parts to this. But Stefan Diggs is right now just based on you know people talking and all that shit Diggs right now is being talked about going at seven overall i don't like it but but looking at who else is being kept okay aaron Aaron jones is being kept cd lamb is being kept Debo samuel is being kept mark andrews is being kept um okay so uh, that's like a lot like (laughs) there are are a lot of uh, justin jefferson is being kept okay so what yeah the only the only true receivers that are going to be out there in like the first round, or even like the first two rounds, are Diggs, Adams, Cup. Is Diggs getting drafted before Cooper Cup? No, no, no. Coop, uh, Cooper Cup might be going three in this okay, draft. Okay, so all right, yeah, I'm fine with that then. Yeah, and it, 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 but again, it is all it is all very subjective. And the guy, this this guy that's going to be drafting Diggs at seven, is also keeping Josh Allen. There. So he gets the stack. And I tell you what, you, you you sleep pretty well at night when you could keep Josh Allen for an eighth round pick and then take Stephon Diggs in round one. And you and you're keeping Aaron Jones for a for a fourth, which he's got two fourth rounders, so it makes sense to do it. Yeah, it definitely does now. Yeah. All right, so let's go on to round two. Uh, Joe Mixon at 13 overall, Saquon Barkley, CeeDee Lamb, Travis Kelsey, Debo Samuel at 17, Aaron Jones, Javante Williams, Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, and Mark Andrews to close out round two. Uh, Jake, anything in this in this uh, round two that is particularly interesting to you? Uh, yes, absolutely. I think Joe Mixon's a first-round pick. I think he's a top-12 pick, surefire. I think he's a top-10 pick, to be quite honest with you. Um, so that's what I would kind of change there. I th- also think Saquon is a little too high. I think people are drinking the sauce yet again with him. And to be honest with you, I I, I think I think Travis Kelsey's too low, man. I think Kelsey's right up there. Like if I had the twelfth and thirteenth pick, I, I wouldn't bat an eye taking Diggs and Travis Kelsey. I think that's a great start. At fourteen overall, Travis Kelsey or Saquon Barkley? Kelsey. I, I, I'm in the same boat. You you stole my thunder. I was I was going to say Barkley at 14 overall to me is a no go, especially when you're looking at Aaron Jones, uh, Alvin Kamara, even Leonard Fournette. Oh, I, don't know, if I, lo- I don't know if I love Fournette over Barkley, but I absolutely love Kamara and Jones over over Saquon Barkley. I I've been on record in saying I'm not an Aaron Jones guy, but this year with the conditions that he has now in Green Bay, I want as much of Aaron Jones as I could possibly get my hands on. I want Alvin Kamara. I want the Saints offense this year. Yeah, yeah. You, you, 
you want the Saints offense this year to in an unhealthy way. Well, you see the reports about Michael Thomas and joint practices. Yep. And how he looks great. They're going to have a good team. Like, yeah, uh, they're they're a playoff team. Absolutely. With the Kamara. Listen, if I can start my draft, and I've been thinking about Kamara at nine lately. I don't know. Uh, you can kill me for that. I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it because my logic here is like, not a ton of logic, I guess, but I just I'm nervous that I'm not going to get him on the turnaround in the second mm-hmm. round. Yeah, I, I really am interested in having Jameis Kamara and Michael Thomas this year on a team. I'm just like infatuated with the idea. That's like a fun as a fun little team option. Yeah, why? Not? I don't think it's a fun team option. I think that's like a, a potential championship option right there. Maybe, but then it, you know, if something ha- if something happens to Jameis, then you're just kind of like you know, ah, shit. Something happens to Jameis. I think they give who's the back. Oh, it's an Andy Dalton. Yeah, it's Andy. Well, Dalton. that would be tremendous news for Alvin Kamara fantasy managers. I mean, I don't yeah. know though. Mari Cooper didn't go to shit, and neither did CD Lamb when Andy Dalton took over in Dallas. No, but Amari, but Amari Cooper was better with Cooper Rush than he was with uh, with with Andy Dalton. Yeah, but also though, Mark Cooper probably had what like three hamstring injuries like usual during the season. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, CD Lamb was good with Andy Dalton. Yes. C.D. Lamb was good with Andy Dalton. I also believe Michael Thomas makes quarterbacks better. And also, Michael Thomas is an intermediate, like, slant Dang. god. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, Michael Thomas extended Drew Brees' career. Let, 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 let's not get that confused. So, I, I, it sounds like you think it's a, gr- it's a great idea. Oh, well, I definitely want my share of Michael Thomas somewhere. I also want my share. I mean, I have my share of Alvin Kamara. I got, I got him in my auction. So, yeah. I, I'm, hey, all aboard, all aboard the Alvin Kamara train. Yeah. Um, Tyreek Hill at twenty-two. He's a he is a weird one. He's weird. He's weird because you know he's he he's a he's a household fantasy name. Everyone loves Tyreek Hill who has had him. I had Tyreek Hill a year ago. Loved him. Don't know if I love him at twenty-two. I don't know if I would love him at twenty-eight. I don't know if I would love him at sixteen. I genuinely do not know where I fall when it comes to when it comes to Tyreek Hill. I have him right now as my wide receiver ten. I don't know if that's too high or too low. If I'm being honest, I'm not high on him. And to be honest with you, I am higher on him than you are. I have him as my wide receiver nine, so I guess not that much higher, but not much. We're in the same ballpark. I don't want him. Plain and who simple. Do you, who, who do you have below uh, Tyreek? Just out of curiosity, I have Debo. AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. I'm the same boat. Michael Pittman. Mm-hmm. Michael Thomas. Wow, you have Michael Thomas in your top 15. Yep. Woo. Okay. okay. And then I have Chris Godwin. I think Chris it sounds like Chris Godwin's gonna play a full season. Yeah, that's what that's what it sounded like. And, and you know, the closer and closer that we get, the more and more I'm gonna be tempted to move Godwin up into my top 15. I have Godwin right now as my wide receiver 18. Uh, the only guy, the only guy that I have uh, that I disagree with you on is Debo. Debo, I has my wide receiver nine, and then Mike Evans is my wide receiver eight. No, I think I'd rather have Tyreek than Debo this year. That's fair. That's fair. I think I would, especially with Lance in the fold. I don't know who. I don't know who I really trust more. Do I, if I trust? I don't know if it's my blind just. I don't want to say hatred because I don't. I, I don't want to well, hate. Anybody. I'll tell you my logic in a second. I want to see if you agree. I. I I just think that I'm so much on the boat that Tua is terrible 
Whereas I haven't really seen Trey Lance, so I can't really say whether or not. Oh, we, okay. I haven't seen Trey Lance in a legit NFL game situation for a prolonged period of time to say whether or not Trey Lance is terrible. I've already made the clear cut consensus decision that Tua is terrible. And I do not want my fantasy hopes and dreams to lie in the arm of Tua Tonga Vailoa, just like you don't want your fantasy dreams to lie in the arm of Jared Goff with DeAndre Swift, who I love. I trust Tua a lot more than I do Jared Goff. I'll tell you that. Oh, I trust. Right I, 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 I'm not a Jared Goff guy, but I trust Jared Goff more than I trust Tua. Not at all. Without Sean McVay, you're Jared. You, you trust Jared Goff more. I just, I again, I do not trust Tua with. I don't trust anything. Jared. Jared Goff is awful. Um, I do not move, trust Tua with any. Just, just my last little piece about Tyreek. I think the Dolphins will try absolutely everything to kind of abuse him, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm not too worried about him. But I think the ceiling is not as great as it was with Kansas City for obvious reasons. But I'm not that concerned with okay. him just really fading. Like they're, they're going to get him the ball. I want to ask you one more thing before we move into round three. Uh, the eight spot difference between Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews is that a bit of a surprise? Uh, no, I think I think that's I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, maybe it could be a little bit less, but I don't think it's like that huge of a like can like a eyebrow raiser. Well, let me see where I have both in my half ranks. So I think I have these guys ranked too. In half, I have Mark Andrews at 22 and Travis Kelsey at 17. Yeah, I think I'm really – I'm much higher on Kelsey than you are. I have Travis yeah. Kelsey at 11, and I have Mark Andrews at – um. let's look here – at 18. In full, in full, I have it Travis Kelsey at 15, Mark Andrews at 20. Okay, so it's like, you know, we're in the ballpark. I have a five-spot the... five difference between the two. Both of them are – are solid round two picks, no matter which way you're going to slice it. Oh yeah, you sleep fine with either of them. Uh, then after that, starts absolutely 100 right. And I was I was on another show, and I brought up your point about the zero zero RB strategy that we discussed on Monday's mailbag. Go check that out, by the way, if, if you uh, if you've missed it. And it received a lot of rave reviews, sir. Oh yeah, that go in the zero RB route. If you can, if you can get a, one of the top tight ends in there, you're sitting real pretty. That, but the only thing is, with with that, is that you may have to, you may have to really embrace zero RB. For if you're playing in a three receiver league, you have to embrace zero RB all the way through round four, which I'm fine with. Yeah, which we advertised. Yeah, I mean, if we're if we're sticking to this, and we'll just say, you know, for shits and giggles, say you're picking at ten, you go digs. Then you go C.D. Lamb. Oh, no. So you go Diggs. Then you go Kelsey. Then you're going Mike Williams and then Terry McLaurin. That's fine. Yeah, replace Mike Williams with one of the Denver receivers, and I'm absolutely on board with that strategy. Cortland Sutton. Yeah, done. Cortland Sutton, who we're going to talk about in just a little bit. I'm completely, completely good with that. All right, going into round three, Nick Chubb starting it off at 25. Michael Pittman, Keenan Allen, A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, Travis Etienne, Josh Allen, Kyle Pitts, James Conner, D.J. Moore at 34. Our wonderful, wonderful boy, Cam Akers at 35. Look at him. And then Jalen Waddle at 
36. Can I start? Can I start with this one pretty please? Yeah, absolutely. Travis Etienne at 30. What? Yeah. Especially with the news of James Robinson potentially coming. Really not potentially. It sounds like he is playing week one. Even, even if the news did not come out, say it was going to be Etienne by himself for a couple of weeks. I still would not be taking him at 30th overall. No. Not over James Conner, who I'm not a James Conner guy, but I would take James Conner over Etienne. Not over Cam Akers. Hell no. Not a chance. Not over Zeke. And I'm kind of... Uh, maybe I would take Etienne over Breesaw. I, I No, I would. I would. I would, t- I would take Etienne over Breesaw. Yeah, I think that's the one. I think J.K. Dobbins is kind of comparable to Etienne. I think I would take ETN over him, but I think it's close. Very close. But, yeah, I agree with you on all that, especially Cam Akers. I mean, Cam Akers is going to make a lot of people look foolish this year. He's going to be a first-round fantasy pick next year. He, he Jake, I, I know we talk about Cam Akers so much on this show, so I don't want to overdo it. But try and explain the disrespect that Cam Akers is getting because I, I just – I know he's dealing with a hamstring injury right now, coming off the Achilles. I understand it. But this is a guy who's going to be the starting running back for a team that just won the Super Bowl. You put anybody else in that backfield, that guy's a top 10 running back comfortably. Yeah, and also he came back and helped them when I get it. He didn't look great, but he came back and they they didn't really like put training wheels on the guy. They're just like, you're back. You're in. Nope. Nope. We have we have Cam Akers, right? And he shouldn't have been back either. No, it's a miracle that he was back, quite honestly. And I think people are just so caught up in, oh, but he played and he looked like garbage. He could have sat. Oh, if he sat, it would be a totally different. His ADP would be higher if he sat, I think. Uh, Probably. That's probably right. But then you have a guy like Javante Williams, who you and I love Javante Williams. Javante Williams is going to be splitting with Melvin Gordon. Javante Williams is comfortably, comfortably a second-round running back. Why do I want to take Javante Williams, who I know is going to be in an at-best 70-30 split, maybe maybe more realistically 65-35 split with Melvin Gordon, with Melvin Gordon getting most of the goal line work, then Cam Akers, who realistically has double-digit touchdown upside. There is none. It it doesn't make sense to me. I have Cam Akers. You want to hear how high I am on Cam Akers? You want to hear where I have him ranked in my overall, like sure. when I started my top 100? Sure. I have Cam Akers as my 22nd overall player. Let me see where I have Cam Akers in mind. I have Cam Akers at 26. I actually have Zeke over Javante Williams, too. Javante Williams I have at 27. I have him at 28. And there Zeke at 27. Go. There we go. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Uh, anybody else in this in this range? I mean, we've talked about DJ Moore at nauseam. I think uh, Mike Williams is absurd. Uh, I'm out of that business. I am too. It's gotten a bit a, a bit out of control. I, I think Kyle Pitts really, is uh, absurd too. Yes. Uh, let's talk about Kyle Pitts, shall we? I don't think we talk about Kyle Pitts enough. Jake, let me ask you because you. 
you're in the business of wanting to have one of the top tight ends. I know it's like that is something that you've kind of embraced that you want to have a Kelsey Orrin Andrews. If you're not getting a Kelsey Orrin Andrews, would you be comfortable with a Kyle Pitts or are no. you more likely to go to then the next tier of taking one of Dalton Schultz, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, Cole Komet? Dude, I really think Ertz is like, I love Zach Ertz this year. But no, Kyle Pitts in the third round is just a losing recipe. If they had it now, if they had like, let's say, like Deshaun Watson took his talents to Atlanta, Georgia, and was going to play a full season, and they had somebody else, or maybe like even Jimmy Garoppolo, dare I say, um, okay, I'd be interested, but but not Marcus Mariota and the Falcons' offense. No, right, so, right, no, I, I, no, no, Kyle Pitts for me. Nope, I, I, so, <laughs> so this was uh, last night. I saw I saw a mock draft. It was a great mock. It was a great mock. Great mock. I not not don't want to hate on it, but there was one thing about the mock that I didn't like. That this person decided that they wanted Cordero Patterson, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts. No, that's just somebody. It, emphasis on mock. There's no way he's actually doing that. Not a chance. I, I said that. I said if you can, if you could take those three Falcons and send them and fire them out of Trebuchet, then I would like to see him a whole lot more. But I can't. I can't go for a tight end that is so reliant on receptions and yards and be taking him in round three. I, I can't do it. If it was like round five, okay, we start the conversation. Sure. That, Even no. back in round four, we could talk about it. Round three is absurdity. Crazy. Crazy. I, no, I can't. I cannot do it. Let's move on to round four. Mike Williams, Jake's boy, Cortland oh, Sutton. I, I'm sorry about that, Mike Williams. <laughs> your, your, your guy, your guy, Mike Williams. Then your, and your guy, Cortland Sutton. I can't wait to hear you wax lyrical about him. Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Brees Hall at 39, Zeke at 40, Deontay Johnson at 41, Terry McLaurin at 42, Allen Robinson, 43, Justin Herbert, 44, DK Metcalf, 45, Marquise Brown at 46, Patrick Mahomes at 47, and stick your fingers down your throat and puke all together, everybody. Gabe Davis at 48. Well, we can we just get this out of the way? No Gabe Davis at this ADP Absolutely for obvious reasons. We've talked about it in nauseum. Not. Yeah. Um, Hollywood, let's say it say it together. Absolutely no, not. Oh, thank you. Um, one guy I would like to talk about before we get into Sutton sure. uh, that I think deserves a little bit of an uptick in his ADP. Um, Zeke. No, I, I think that's I think that's way too low for Zeke. I'm sorry. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. I, I'm taking Zeke around earlier if I can. If I can mm-hmm. get Zeke middle of round three, I'm very happy. I can tell you right now in my in my keeper league, I'm considering taking Zeke in round two. Mm. But hear me out. Hear me Depends out. what the options are, yes. I have two picks in round three, two picks in round four, two picks in round five, two picks in round six. The well, running the back options that I'm are... looking at are I'm looking at Zeke, Javante Williams, and I'd be pairing Zeke with either Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, Najee Harris in round one. Oh, and then who I'm keeping, Cam Akers. If you don't win this league, you gotta be <laughs> bro. I, I have to win this league. 
I have to. Otherwise, my I never, God, I would quit. I would quit fantasy football. Okay, then that's fine. But no, just for like standard redrafts, though. I'm 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 talking here like spitballing here. I think Zeke middle of round three is an absolute steal. I would take him at the top of round three. I would as well. I would definitely consider it. Uh, where do you have uh, Where do you have Zeke in your overalls? Uh, I think I just said it like a second ago. Twenty seven overall. Twenty seven overall. I have him. I have him at thirty. Ah, so I'm higher in him than you are. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's in the same he's in the same ballpark as your James Conner, um, Terry McLaurin. I'm a, I'm a big fan of of, uh, of McLaurin, and we'll, I'm going to talk about him in in a second. I think him at 42 is if you can get him at 42, I think it's fantastic. I think it's great, especially when you're looking at. I'd rather McLaurin over Deontay Johnson. I'd rather McLaurin over Portland Sutton. I'd rather McLaurin over Mike Williams. And I would rather him over Allen Robinson, who is going uh, one spot below him. The Denver disagree about Sutton. Well, well, here's my thing though with the Denver receivers that I'm really like paranoid about. Sure. Like I just feel like I might get burned again because last year I loved Robert Woods in uh-huh. training camp. Right. And got burned. Uh-huh. It, was, it was the Cooper Cup show. I, I'm like wary of taking Sutton or Judy and having it be the other guy, and I'm just sitting out in the rain. Sure. And it's like something I don't even know if I want to find it out to be call, to be quite honest with you. I think that's very fair. It's very fair. I, I don't think you want you don't want to be put in a position where you have to guess. And that's what we're doing. I don't right. think they'll both be. I don't know, man. I, I don't think Russ is like that anymore. No, and I also don't. I also think it's very, very difficult for any quarterback because I've tried to do it with Evans and Godwin, where you roster both and you just want one of them to go off. But the problem is the offense is shit weak. Then you're left holding yourself, and you're basically guaranteeing yourself an L. Oh no, taking both is bad. Yeah, you you can't do it. This isn't a Green Bay situation where you know you're late in your draft. No, no, no. This is like yeah, uh, no. You're, you win you're the using premium here. capital, premium draft capital. You you can't be going out and and wasting it on on guys you aren't sure about. Like in the middle of round three, round four. Like I think this all goes back to Ezekiel Elliott. I think in round three, round four, which arguably is the biggest bust territory in your drafts, you want to be looking for the surefire things, even if they aren't as sexy. And I think Zeke and I think Terry McLaurin are great examples of unsexy but safe options. Whereas Deontay Johnson, I don't know if Deontay Johnson's safe. I don't think Deontay Johnson is safe. But I like him more with Kenny Pickett starting. Yes, I would. But even then, I don't really want to do it. DK Metcalf? DK DK Metcalf is your perfect if your perfect guy of if you think you have a team starting out that you aren't sure about, but you want to try and hit a home run, DK Metcalf is trying to hit a grand slam. One closing remark. Give me Michael Thomas over all, all over all those other I'm being dead serious with you. Give me Thomas over those other guys. I think it's a lot safer. I think it's a lot safer. I think Michael Thomas is going to win a lot of people fantasy championships this year. And if he gets hurt again, I'm sorry, but I think if he plays, he will win you a championship. So let's go into round five. We have Brandon Cooks, Amon Ross St. Brown, David Montgomery at 51, Jerry Judy at 52, Darnell Mooney 53, J.K. Dobbins at 54, George Kittle 55, Juju Smith-Schuster 
Rashad Bateman, Darren Waller, Chris Godwin, A.J. Dillon. May I please go first? Absolutely. Chris Godwin not being drafted before Rashad Bateman, Juju Smith-Schuster, Darnell Mooney, Jerry Judy, Amon Ross St. Brown, Brandon Cooks, Gabe Davis, Marquise Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Allen Robinson, Deontay Johnson, Cortland Sutton, Mike Williams, Jalen Waddell, D.J. Moore is a crime. Completely agree. I think once we get more clarity on his availability, sure. that's sure. why you don't Let, draft now like Neanderthals. <laughs> yeah, let me just check one thing. I I, I want to really narrow down the sample size in the ADP. Um, I just want to see if there's been any movement on Godwin. Uh, let's see. For what Godwin, it's worth, while you look that up, get J.K. Dobbins at 54. So I just did it within the last week. Godwin is still at 59. Yeah. What? What are we missing? It's. I mean, we just don't have drafts this time for a reason. Like, I, there's no way if if the Buccaneers come out and say, and we'll know when we have our drafts like normal people, we'll know when he's playing. I guarantee you he will be a, at minimum, third-round pick. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. I, ha- I have him pretty much ranked as such. Yeah, me too. Love him. Off. Oh. He he's going to be fantastic. He's going to be fantastic. He's going to be safe. And all I really was looking for with Chris Godwin, if I'm being honest, was him getting the full bill of health, which he's got. It, it, it's really, really hard for me to not see a scenario barring some sort of catastrophic injury with Chris Godwin, where in half and in full, he's not sniffing top 12 guaranteed locked in top 15 receiver. Me too. It's it, very, very hard to do it when he's catching passes from Tom Brady. Oh, let's see. What else in this range? Darno Mooney at 53. I don't love it. Waste of time. The guy below him is the guy I want to discuss. <laughs> go, J.K. Dobbins, go ahead. I'm in. At that I, price, I, you're in. I'm in. I think that's a great price. Looks like he's playing week one. We saw Baltimore. I mean... It's a good sign that Baltimore didn't bring back Latavius Murray. Is he still there, actually? Uh, Latavius Murray is not there. Okay, so that waste of time's gone. Devontae Freeman's gone. I get it. Mike Davis is there, but... It's Mike Davis and it's Gus Edwards. Mike Davis is probably there, but just as like a healthy running back. Because yeah. both yeah, I would think so. Edwards and Dobbins are coming back. I think this is the year, and J.K. Dobbins, sometimes running backs, it takes them about a year or two to really get going. Last year was supposed to be the coming out party for Dobbins. And it didn't happen for obvious reasons. It's not like he didn't perform. I think the Ravens are back on schedule, a team that's really good at developing players with one of the best rushing attacks in all of football, a team that's always going to be around the goal line. Give me J.K. Dobbins. Doesn't doesn't catch enough passes for me to really be an elite company, but if we're looking at a touchdown machine right here, yeah. yeah. A.J. Dillon going in the back end of round five. How do we feel about that? Not, not for me. Yeah, not for me either. That feels a little bit too rich for my blood. How do you feel about Rashad Bateman at this range? Um, a little, know, a tad rich. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was you that I think it was you that said it. I, I forget who said it, but Rashad Bateman. I, I, I get the hype. I understand it. He's the number one receiver in Baltimore, but he's not really. Yeah. But he's not really. Exactly. This is Baltimore that we're talking about. He's number one on their depth chart. But really, when you 
when you line up the offensive options that Baltimore has, he's probably the fourth option. Yeah. If we're being honest with ourselves, because you have Mark Andrews, that's number one, Lamar Jackson with his legs, number two, J.K. Dobbins, number three, and then it's probably Rashad Bateman at four. So, and I don't, I, me personally, I don't see where Rashad Bateman can have a massive, a massive week next to Mark Andrews, next to J.K. Dobbins, next to Lamar Jackson on the ground. It just feels like there's a lot of things that need to happen for Rashad Bateman to have like that week. And he, he just kind of, for me right now, at least I, I teeter on him a little bit now, whereas before I was, I was pretty in on it. Now I'm in a spot where I'm saying he's the kind of guy where I don't know when I'll be able to start him. Yes, I agree. I, I absolutely me. agree. I'm not sure if he's a set it and forget it quite yet. And in this range, I'm looking for a set it and forget it. Correct. Where I think, I think Juju, is a set it and forget it guy. For now. Oh, I I, I would trust uh the number one receiver in Kansas City where he's the number well, three. Well, we got option. we got we have to see if he's the number one receiver first. You don't know how Fair. that's gonna shake. Fair. I, I would trust Jerry Judy and I, I'm not I'm not crazy on the Denver guys like like a lot of people are. But I would take Jerry Judy, I would take Cortland Sutton, I would take Brandon Cooks, Ahmad Ross St. Brown over Bateman. I think I would agree. I don't know about Amon Ross St. Brown though. St. Brown St. Brown is is pretty close for me. But even even like if, like I said before, like Bateman going over Godwin is it it is is a crime. It's a, it's a criminal offense. Honestly, I actually like George Kittle at this current ADP at 56. I think that's really good value right there for a guy yeah. that's in the top 3 tight end. Yeah, in round 5, sure. I'm down. I'm I down for that. Really I, good. I, I'm not a Kittle guy, but at that price in round 5 yeah, and staying on tight ends, Darren Waller, already yeah. injured. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, thank you. Uh, no, thank you. But I, I couldn't, I couldn't move Waller down anymore because I have Waller. Yeah, I have Waller at six, so I can't move him down anymore. I'm just not. It's just not for me this year with him. Nope. No. I again, he's another one of those guys where I would rather feel like an idiot for being wrong with not taking him, then be right. Feel like an idiot. Take him and he's hurt. Yep. Cause you knew it. Exactly. Moving into round six, AJ Dillon. Oh, excuse me. AJ Dillon was at the top end of round five. Michael Thomas. Oh, we're gonna have a nice conversation with Michael Thomas. I'm sure. Elijah Mitchell, Elijah, Jake, you want to fill in the rest? Give me, give me more. There we go. Lamar Jackson at 64, Antonio Gibson 65, Josh Jacobs 66, Amari Cooper, Joe Burrow, Dalton Schultz, Hunter Renfro, Adam Thielen, and closing out the round is Kyler Murray. I'm not huge on either one of them, but Antonio Gibson and Josh Jacobs, who are number one running backs, going in round six in a 12-team league, I think I would do that. I'm okay. Which one, I'm Gibson, okay at Gibson that or price. Jacobs? Gibson. It's very close, but Gibson. It's really close. Um, just for a disclaimer for everybody, I, I don't want to spend too much time talking about this, but please do not draft Joe Burrow at this current price. Please, God, no. Just no. Nope. I'm interested in Kyler at this current price, though. Yeah, yeah, I am too. I am too. I, 
I can't believe that Joe Burrow, because we had this conversation way back in like February, March, when the pre-draft process was early, early on. He stuck. He stuck as the QB4. I can't believe that. I can't believe it. I, you know about my keeper predicament, too. It's tough. I just don't want Burrow as my quarterback this year in fantasy. 27th hardest ranked schedule, I think he has, too. Yeah, but you know Burrow's gonna be he, he's gonna be he's gonna be fine. The price that you're keeping him at it's, no, it's at I, what? I, I want I want Michael Thomas, bro. Yeah, and I'm gonna get yeah. sniped because everybody's a fucking excuse my French. Everyone's an a hole in my league and knows oh, I love Michael okay. Thomas. There's, there's a little there's a little e next to next to our title yeah. for a reason. <laughs> so everybody knows uh, that I love Michael Thomas, and someone's gonna snipe me for him before my pick in the fifth round, and mm. I'm gonna be freaking fuming. You could take him in round four. Too rich for me, though. And I love Tom. I know it's too rich, but like I just feel like I'm reaching at that point compared to where I could get him under normal circumstances. Like No such thing as a reach. It's for a guy that you like. I love. I know. It's tough. I don't really want to keep Burrow, though, bro. Like I, I, would, much, I would much rather take any of the available quarterbacks in that ninth round. Trade, 80. Could you trade Burrow? No, my commissioner is a freaking communist and doesn't believe in any of that. So... Get the hell out of here. What I know. Are you the we'll, 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 for? we'll talk. I know. Oh, it's like, my so, God. It's like, it's like, oh. it's like, it's like, you're not, this is a keeper league. Um, Not to get too off topic. It's like, you know, you're dipping your toes in the water, but you're not fully in the pool of, of keeper. You're staying in the shallow end. I know. I'm not the you're commissioner. You're staying in the shallow end with your floaties instead of going into the deep end where all the kids are playing. Yeah. It's just not, it's yeah. just not for me. But it is what it is. It's a good time to see friends and, and whatnot. And it's, it's, it's a very active league. So that's what it's all about. Yeah. Seeing your friends and making memories. That's what it's all about. And enemies. <laughs> and enemies. Yes. Uh, I know you love them. I know I love them. But Elijah, give me, give me more at 63. That's a little rich for me. I, I think that's like kind of accurate, though, with the guys he's being taken around. I mean, sure, a shit better than Hunter Renfro going just shortly yeah. after him. Um, yeah, I, I I would say so. I mean, I I have to update update you know my full ranks. Um, by the way, I don't know if you saw this uh, little note coming out of Niners camp. Have you followed it all? Uh, I I think we're talking about the same thing about the running backs. Uh, yeah, yeah. That brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Trey Sermon looks like he's developing. <laughs> Remember him? I to be honest, I don't even think Kyle Shanahan remembered him. Yeah, he might have shown up day one of training camp and been like, huh, where'd you come from? Who you were on you? our team last year? Uh, security, please remove this fan. But apparently, like, and Elijah Mitchell has an injury right now. Like, would it, wouldn't it just be so typical of Kyle Shanahan to now go to Trey Sermon? Classic. It, it would be classic. Hey. I just don't know if it's getting to that point. But I, I, I'm not very high on Elijah Mitchell this year. I, I, I really want to avoid San Francisco at all, at all costs, unless it's Trey Lance. I, I think Elijah Mitchell is kind of a somewhat high floor, very low ceiling sort of guy. He's very boring. Blah. Very, very, very blah. I, I want no part of that at all. Uh, we talked about Joe Burrow. Let's talk about let's talk about our guy. Let's 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 bring smiles to our faces, shall we? Before we, you know, I don't even think we need to talk about Michael Thomas. We talked about Michael Thomas enough. Love him to death. Love him to death. Dalton Schultz, love him. Love what him. What a guy. Been mocking him a lot in the fifth round this year. I have two. A round earlier, I think. What are we in the sixth round right now? Yeah. 
I've been taking him a lot in the, in the fifth round of my drafts. I love him uh, I, playing for his t- cash. Yep. We look at all the, the tight ends with Dak Prescott. Love him. Yep. I love it. In, I res- love it. Injuries to the receivers already. It's a perfect high floor, high ceiling situation that you're looking for right in the gut of your draft. Love him. It's absolutely, absolutely perfect. I can guarantee you that when we come on here and we'll be talking about my my keeper draft at some point, I will guarantee you that one of the picks that we talk about is me taking Dalton Schultz somewhere in the middle of the draft. And my whole strategy has been if I can't get Dalton Schultz, I haven't even really entertained because just haven't really been mocking around the point where I could take one of the marquee tight ends. So I'm, it's either been Dalton Schultz round five or or – Zach Ertz round seven, eight range. I think those sure. are the best two value tight ends. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. And then if you don't get one of them, Cole Komet, our good buddy. Yep. Yep. Or even even or like a uh, even like a Dawson Knox. Even like a Dawson Knox who uh condolences on the loss of his brother. That's tragic. Tragic stuff, but uh still my brother was doing a draft actually. He's like, Oh, should I take Dawson Knox? I'm like, No. I mean it's it, it's it's depending on the price. He wanted depending to take him over Zach Ertz. No, 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 no. I said, no, no, no. You, no, you did the no, right no, thing. No, no, no. Oh, good God, no. No, 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 no. Take Zacherts. Zacherts, please, and thank you. All right, so let's go into round seven. And I think this will be the last one that we do before we uh, before we stop. Um, and then the rest, of course, we'll be doing we'll be doing some uh, some sleeper discussion next week. I know Jake loves his sleepers, so we'll be uh, we'll be we'll be looking into that. Uh DeAndre Hopkins, 73, Jalen Hurts, 74. Tony Pollard, Clyde Edwards, Elaire, TJ Hawkinson, Devonta Smith, Drake London, Devin Singletary, our good friend, Brandon Ayuk at oh. 81, Alan Lazard at 82, Kadarius Tony at 83, Miles Sanders at 84. Jake, the, the secret seems to be out of the box with Alan Lazard. Love him. We've talked about him at, at Nausea here. Alan Lazard is Aaron Rodgers' number one receiver. Get the stack if you can get the stack. Draft Christian Watson. Everybody knows this, especially you, Portland. I just want to point out something right here that I found a little like, huh, an eyebrow razor that I like. And I don't really love the guy, but at the price, I'm interested. I think Clyde. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Why not? Why not is right. Number one running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Where if he's healthy, you know he's getting the 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 bulk of the work. Sure, passing downs especially. Yep, because there's nobody there. It's going to be cat that's that's catching passes right now out of the backfield. It's gonna got to be somebody, right? It's not going to be Ronald Jones. I can tell you that. Enough. I'm interested. Yeah. I, why not? I am absolutely interested. Low floor, um, low floor, insanely high ceiling. And and this next guy, we can agree on this. Uh, Devin Singletary ahead of James Cook. Eh. No, thank you. No, thank you. I, okay. Thanks. I could be interested in Singletary if you're telling me that I also have Cook. If I'm able to get both of them for when the transition inevitably happens, then, then I'm good with it. Yeah, I don't know. Then I'm good with it, but I'm not going know. out of my way to get Singletary. Would Would you rather have the Buffalo running backs or the Kansas City running backs? Kansas City. 
Would you rather have the Buffalo running backs or the Seattle running backs? Buffalo. I think I would take the Seattle running backs. Just be just because I think Buffalo, they're gonna be in, in more positions to win games. And I think that that will help. That will help. They're trying to win games, and I think they'll be getting uh some line share of the carries at the end of, at the end of games just to close them out. Fair enough. Uh, Miles Sanders at 84. I'm not touching him with a 10 football. At 84, I'm interested. <sighs> not for me. It's just it's just this mental block that I have with uh, Miles I'm interested Sanders in and the, anybody I'm, in Philadelphia. No, 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 really. no, 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 no. I'm interested in the current price. My brother actually got him in his draft at the uh, at this range. He's just like RB3, 4, more like 4. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. okay, if you're taking him, I guess it depends on what you're using him as. If you're not using him as your RB4 or RB5. Excuse me, RB4, because, yes, he has... Yeah, Eckler, um, Kamara, Akers, and then Miles Sanders is his RB4. Oh. I think that's... Loyal loyal listener of the podcast get taking Cam Akers. I know, I love Cam Akers. Mwah. That's just that's just chef's kiss. But I think good. four is... That's good value for Miles yeah, Sanders. Yeah, RB4, that's fine. RB4, it's fine. You won't hear me complaining. Kadarius Tony at 83. No Are thanks. serious? Yeah, that's... He, I, I would take... I don't want any part of the Giant offense this year. Um, but if I had to take a part in the Giants' offense, I think, an emphasis on I think, I would take Kenny Galladay. At 128 overall? Yeah. That's basically free. And you know Sterling Shepard will be somewhat fantasy relevant this year. Uh, probably. You, you know he'll have his weeks, and uh, that that's inevitable. Of course. De- death taxes. Uh, Deshaun Watson right now, for what it's worth, going 184th overall. I don't think he's draftable. No, he's in not. a standard one quarterback league. Nope, he's not. Not not for uh, not for me. What's on Drake London? Just out of curiosity, at seventy seven. Not bad, not bad. Again, it, it's Atlanta. I don't really want to uh, want to go out of my way for that. I'd much rather take the chance on a guy like Christian Kirk and Alan Lazard, two guys I that think... are going after him. What about our good buddy Brandon Ayuk? Give me Drake London. Yeah, no. <laughs> G- give me Drake London. I think both London and Ayuk are pretty much in the same situations where they have guys that are questionable throwing the ball. I think Brandon Ayuk is just questionable. And, and Ayuk stinks. <laughs> and, and and Ayuk just flat out stinks. Uh, that, that also I really is, hope the fantasy mailbag just doesn't subject me anymore. I'm pr- I'm I'm praying to God. I'm just praying to God. All right. Well that is gonna be it for this edition of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Uh, Jake and I will be back next week. Adam will be back next week and Hell, we're closing in on uh, on full scale full scale drafts. We'll be doing. I think I think the plan is we're gonna have because we had one live draft already. We may have we we're definitely gonna have one more live draft. We may have two. Don't really know about that yet. And then before you know it, we're three weeks away until opening kick. And then we have sleepers, right? Yes, and we have sleepers next week too. Spoiler alert: Miles Gaskin will not be one of our sleepers. No. No. Or Curtis Samuel. Nope, won't be Curtis Samuel. Nope, no, 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 no. No, not a chance. So for Jake, I am Bird. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.